1: All right. So, yesterday, if you were the uh, oncoming night group, you heard lesson. And remember, lessons medical minute from last night. Anyone? Irrigation oh, was the top ir- yeah, yeah, yeah. Irrigation. Yeah. So it was like wound stuff, and he was saying how crazy it is that we use like sterile saline. You can just put someone's hand underneath the tap water. It's kind of more of a volume thing rather than the type of solution. So then I was thinking, oh, I have to pull together a medical minute. And I was thinking, what do people throw on their wounds? And I was thinking about that movie, um, Saving Private Ryan. Who has seen Saving Private Ryan? What do you remember? Like there was a wound and what did they do to it? Anyone? Close. They did not chop off the arm. There was this yellow powder they threw on it. Does that ring a bell with anyone? Yeah, so it's this yellow powder and I was kind of wondering what it was. I thought it might be something sulfa because it was yellow. And as it turns out, it was this thing called Prontosil. That sounds like right away you're gonna put something on that cures the wound. It is a sulfa powder. It was designed by this guy Gerard Domjek, in 1932. And basically Bayer, um, the German pharmaceutical company was looking at different dyes that could be used for wound care. So before these just clean out wounds, this was actually one of the first like topical antimicrobials and it works pretty well. Like sulfa drugs I think it works for like um, MRSA, that sort of stuff. So that was a good idea. So going back even further, the ancient Egyptians used crazier stuff on wounds and they put things like honey. And I was thinking, honey, that's kind of nasty. yeah, you get like a wound and it's going to be all yep. sticky and gross. And I thought like, well, maybe it's sweet. It would attract more bacteria to feed on that delicious honey. <laughs> As it turns out, honey actually has antimicrobial properties. You put the honey in your like uh, pantry and you sit there and it like doesn't get mold or doesn't get gross. So it actually works pretty well. They also put lint I'm on, oh God, that sounds nasty. Honey and lint. <laughs> The lint actually absorbs stuff, so that's good. They put grease, and I thought, that sounds even nastier, honey lint and grease on a wound. But think about like our wound care theory now is a lot of times to keep the wounds kind of moist, so the grease locks in the moisture, so that makes sense. (laughs) Then moving on to, that was ancient Greece. Um, The Greeks, they used clean water, just like underneath the tap. So they had these giant um, aqueducts, you know, with the arches. The Greeks also used vinegar, which seems like it would sting, and wine, and wine seems to make sense, because, like, alcohol, that would kill stuff. Then our friend Lister of Listerine uh, fame came along in 1860, carbonic acid, wet-to-dry dressings. People still kind of use that. Who's heard of Dankin solution? Yeah, yeah, Dankin, so that's hypochlorite. And then we do fancy things, uh, even maggots, and I'm not lying on this, Google Le Sac and maggots. It's like this little... Here's the problem with maggots. You throw them on the wound and they just start running around. So you're in the ICU and you want to contain your maggots. I have no uh, financial affiliation with LASAC, but there's this product called LASAC. It's your maggot sack, which you can attach to keep the maggots in control so they just stay in the wound. So that's in addition to lessons uh, wound care from yesterday. Thank Take you. care.
0: We'd like to thank our sponsor, Health One Continental Division and Swedish Medical Center for their financial contributions to the EMM.